Donald Trump has been impeached more times than he's been elected. (laughs) 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 You just struck me funny. Oh, shit. Hold on. Mental Podcast is a show dedicated to individuals and mental health professionals, providing support, information, and some candid conversations along the way. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle, PK, and Seth. here welcome to another episode of mental podcast where we're all completely mental (laughs) something like that yes (laughs) yes and i've been feeling a bit like that today to be honest i've been feeling feeling a bit mental uh i think i think something big happened today did really something big like historical big i mean what do you mean Maybe American history <laughs> never been done before type things. Never. I, well, it's been done never. before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has just, been done before. Just, it's never been done twice. <laughs> Hit oh repeat. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, whatever so, are you talking about, Seth? Well, um, Donald Trump, the president of the United States of America has now been impeached by the House of Representatives twice. This has never happened before in American history that a president has been impeached twice. Donald Trump is the first. And we've had a lot of firsts in the last couple of weeks here. A lot of stuff uh, (laughs) going on. That's putting it mildly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where do we live again? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Could we just hit rewind here? Seth, you're muted, and I'm guessing that was you. Yes, it was. (laughs) Yes, it was. Oh, wait a minute. Don't you usually yell at us about things like that? Like five minutes before we press record? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy it wasn't me. (laughs) I'm sure you are. I am. I'm sure you are you're being a little pissy today. Yeah. If you notice, this is not, I am not myself. And uh, I kind of was hoping, I was kind of hoping you guys would steal the show uh, when I mentioned Donald Trump. Yes, because Seth's mental minute is a little mental today. (laughs) It's something. It's something for sure. But yeah, Donald, Donald Trump was impeached by the House of Representatives twice. This is the first time this has ever happened in American history. What do you think? Ten of the Republicans broke ranks and uh, voted for impeachment. That was pretty big, pretty big deal. However, as expected, Mitch McConnell has rejected it. Did he really? I haven't had time to look. Yeah, he did. So it still can happen, but it will happen after the inauguration. Because, uh, and Mitch won't be in charge anymore. And I think that's what he's trying to avoid. He's trying to avoid being party to or in charge of. The agenda. And besides all that, he's just so well versed in not allowing anything to come to the Senate floor. So, you know, sorry, my partisanship is showing. <laughs> he has he has made a career of it. He has. It's annoying as hell. <laughs> 
I really, I, I believe for government that, that you're, if you're representing the people, you're letting the people's business come to the floor. You're allowing dialogue, debate on it, and you're allowing a vote on it. You're not unilaterally as one man who represents four and a half million people deciding for the entire United States that we're not discussing this issue. That's the biggest fucking power trip I've ever seen in my life. So that's my thoughts on it. That's what you call putting something down. <laughs> putting your something something down. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that, that would be that would be it. That would be Mitch. I thought he was uh, uh, rather neutral on this, which made uh, uh, DT a little bit nervous. I thought that was what I was hearing this afternoon, that he was kind of swaying in the and not really saying which way he was going. McConnell? Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard the same. What... I heard the same, well, but then gone... I saw a headline. So. Well, he's changed his story like three or four times. He was against it. And then when it was in the house or he said that I'm over this, you know, this, I, I can't do this anymore. And then the next day he was back on a plane with Donald Trump flying somewhere. Oh my so, God. No, it's no, like no. being that a, was, that wasn't Mitch McConnell. Who was it? That was Lindsey Graham. Oh, see, I get those two mixed up so it's often so easy. because I view, because <laughs> I view them as evil people. It's probably like being a teenager and trying to date somebody that just yeah. keeps waffling back and forth and messing with the, the cheerleaders. I don't Changing know. Changing your personality to fit the moment. Where did yeah. Graham vote? I didn't even look. I didn't look either. Well, he didn't vote because he's a senator. See, I'm all. See, I'm telling you what. I am feeling very mental right now. Like I can't. I. This is all just a big. Tell us that. about your it's mental just, minute. It's just a big blur, and I. I'm just struggling. But all right. Well, obviously, I, you have to go first on your mental minute, then. Yes. I, yes. I suppose Get it so. all out. Get it well, all out. Come on. Here it is. Here it is. All right. I did not have a class Monday and Tuesday, oh. and I'm not going to lie to you. I had CNN on the entire day. Oh no. All right. Nothing big happened. Pounding. All right. And then today, doing two trainings, and this is the day that the House decides to impeach Donald Trump. You didn't I, have to watch. I wanted to watch. But he I wanted to watch. I wanted to, to I work. Wanted, I wanted to watch, and I couldn't. <laughs> the training that I'm doing with one of the people, I developed the agenda, so I shouldn't feel too anxious about it, but I have been beside myself with just absolute fear and speaking, tr you know, negativity into my life and just not having much of a, a strong self-esteem or self-confidence recently. So, uh, yeah, this in light of in everything that's happening politically has just made life very difficult. Wow. And that's pretty much, that's pretty much what I got. Uh, I just, I feel like butter spread over too much bread. I've wow. never heard that before. So uh, Lord of the Rings, I have Lord Is of the it? Rings yes. quote How do I know yes. by that? Bilbo Baggins in the Fellowship yes. of the Ring. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Good one, Seth. That's how, that's how he described the ring. That's how it made him feel, and that is how I feel. <laughs> like Frodo, <laughs> like Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Butter Bilbo over Bags. too much bread. It's well. an apt description. That's a very, it's a visual. I mean, that's a good visual to understand it. So I just feel I, I'm spread out. I'm just spread too thin. I'm spread too thin. Yeah, that's that's my mental minute. It's now your turn. Please, please go. It. Take take the mic from me. Thank you. Go ahead, BK. Okay. All right. Well, yesterday, I think, was the tensest day I've had in a long time, uh, just because I had everything it, it, it's kind of like that kind of day where everybody decides to get a hold of you 
and everybody decides to call you or text you or ask you uh, if you could get together that kind of day. So uh, I, I just felt like everyone wanted my attention yesterday. And I just, I felt like a sow without enough teats. That was my analogy. <laughs> I have never Another heard that analogy. <laughs> a sow with... <laughs> Without enough teats, that's an old, old uh, oh axiom. So, so anyway, I mean, today was uh, was better. I mean, yesterday I did some some uh, definite self care. I took out my my flute and and spent some time trying to to literally just pull away. And and uh, I think that this is a, a very good time to pull away and not saturate, oversaturate, oversaturate because it's really easy to get so out of balance uh, with the weight of all this mess, for me anyway. And so uh, today uh, I got, I sat down and I have this new Alexa who lights up right now as I'm, I'm saying her name. Her name? Um, my wife got her for me for Christmas and I told her to uh, play uh, Bring Me a Higher Love. Good and I, pl- I played that thing loud at like, 8:45 in the morning and I did not care about my neighbors and uh I sang that thing and I took a mental minute break uh from my work and I told it to repeat so many times that Alexa just started repeating it without me asking which I thought was really cool and I just sang that thing until I felt some kind of good and well, good. that really helped me recenter and feel better uh, because I needed that really bad today and then I was able to I think I think sometimes when you just you're so drained and you're so dry you need that kind of a moment to just be mindful so that you can get back at it and Mm -hmm. and uh uh, my work performance goes up after those kind of things, you know, when I do some kind of self-care other than, you know, if I had just sat there and kept trying to drive and drive and drive, you know, just taking a minute for myself, that that helps. So mm. that was my mental minute. I Bring think, me a higher love. <laughs> I think music is amazing. I mean, it has that amazing quality to it that it's able to affect your mood so deeply that you can yeah. use it to help manipulate your mood to something better. Yes. Have you ever done the car sanctuary thing, man? The car was like my sanctuary for a long time. Like if I went on a drive and I just turn it up and just rock out. Oh my gosh. That would make me feel so much better. But you need a freeway for that. It can't be around town driving. You got to have a freeway where you can just drive, go fast. And that's what I loved in California. I had the beach, the PCH on the beach and just down the freeway, you know, look at the beach, listen to the music real loud. Yeah. It's a very big help. Yeah, because we're talking about change. And this is what is difficult because there's been a whole heck of a lot of change in the last year and a half in this world. Oh, my goodness. It's like the tidy bowl of change. (laughs) I think the Mayans had their calendar wrong. I think it was 2020, 21. That's the year. Yeah. They they had had it as 2012. They had they were just like or something. Michelle. <laughs> Look, Seth's about to, to, to I get on me exper- for that. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I have experienced so many conspiracy theories okay, oh. in the last few weeks. I, really? You're going to pipe up and believe one? I think we need to I think I we didn't need say to believed learn. it. She just made that up. I just made you a know? reference. Yeah. 
She was just creating her own conspiracy theory and putting it out. Oh, no. Facebook is going to censor us. That's it. You're in trouble. We're we're coming down. (laughs) We're coming down. That's another thing that's gone like, like wild, you know, crazy, like Facebook, like killing, you know, people's accounts and stuff. Have you, have you just. It's about time. Well, but businesses too. Businesses that are now refusing to do business with certain companies or individuals um, because of their affiliations. So don't you think again, the, the pendulum might swing a little bit too far the other way? That kind yeah, of concerns me sometimes. It will. And, and I think that's pretty normal. I don't, I'm not saying I'm justifying or making saying that's okay. I'm saying that's pretty normal. There's an over, there's an overreaction to protect after something, because that was very traumatic, you know, never in our the history. We watched, we're talking yeah, we've about. never watched somebody attack our capital. I mean, we literally have National Guard soldiers sleeping in the hallways right now in the Capitol. Do you know? So. I did not know they smeared feces on the yes. walls. Did yes. you know that? Oh my animals. goodness! That's, That's disgusting. I mean, even and if you vile. consider yourself, even if you consider yourself righteous and a patriot, who does that? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, that just that just blew like my mind. Pretty, I mean, that's it, animalistic. You know, it might seem like a good idea. You know, when they're talking about it and, and when they're posting about it. But don't you think they may have reconsidered at the point at which they take a crap in a bag and then put on gloves and then dig their hands I mean, into their own yuck. shit and then post it on a wall? Like, th- there's a point at which, you know, it's like, okay. That's really base human behavior. Really That's is. base, base, base. I mean, that really tells you the mindset of a human being, you can't call somebody a patriot that's smearing shit on a wall. Sorry. I, I, yeah, I'm just you trying know? to decide how uh, you justify take that, that in your own Take mind. that back. Take that back. You know, you, you can't do that. You know, dude, dude, if you've lowered your human behavior to that point, sorry, you're not a patriot, you know? Woo, no. that's just that's just lower than low, you know? And you're in the nation's capital and you're doing that. I'm curious what Freud would have to say oh lord about that behavior <laughs> i think that's probably some form of regression is he it would not? say that's I penis envy <laughs> well that was what he was all about so. <laughs> he was. Some the pioneer of, of mental health envy. yes pioneer of mental health it's kind of, it's he, kind of worrying <laughs> yeah I, I kind of wonder about his manhood a little bit because he was a little too focused on that thing. I was like, Freud, this very interesting guy. Yeah, yeah. Makes me wonder. Poor guy. Oh, he, oh was my very, goodness. he was very far out there. However, he did start what we now call mental health care. So He you was know. definitely yes. a founding father of the genre. So Yeah. Yes. He, he founded yes. it. So he started the he started the ball rolling. I uh can you help me understand? I have a question. Okay. How are people rationally looking at these what do we want to call them? Insurrectionists, rioters, yes, protesters. Terrorists. How are people regarding them as patriots? I've not been able to understand that. Just because they were they were trying to overturn the election, but how's that being patriotic? They are likening it back. And if you've read any of the news reports, um, if you believe in doing that, there was they were often citing uh, the phrase 1776. They see themselves as that kind of 
like the Boston Tea Party, like we're we're turning over the tea and throwing it into the harbor. Well, they didn't rub shit on the tea before they threw it into the harbor, guys. You know, I mean, they didn't really devolved. (laughs) You know, I mean, come on. This is very different than saying, you know, if you're not going to if you're going to tax us to death, we're going to throw your shit in the harbor. That That's very, very different. And, and to me, that had an air of professionalism to it than to just smash windows and run in there like a bunch of damn monkeys and, and trash everything and tear it up. Right. I mean, sorry, but that was that was to me crude animalistic behavior. And, and people can be mad at me, you know, whatever. I, I just don't think that that's defensible that type of behavior. It's, it's uh, immature and irrational stuff. Well, now there's reports that, um, and again, I don't know how much of this is true, but I've seen reports, several of them now, that talk about the few uh, congressmen, I mean, they, one of them was a woman, but the congress people, if you will, that actually took some of these people on tours the day before, took them on tours of the Capitol. <gasps> and... There, there's pictures of them, and at least one of them has been arrested for breaking back into the Capitol. So you have to also wonder, you know, you also had a congresswoman who literally was tweeting where Nancy Pelosi was or was not in the building, which wow. almost sounds as though she was trying to help them find Targeting. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Wow. So now there is there is some there is some talk, and rightfully so, I believe. That, 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 and, and I'm torn on this, to be honest. Uh, I, I think that's reprehensible. If it's true, that's reprehensible. And she most certainly should not be a congressperson anymore, a congressman anymore. Yeah, I mean, what if they had killed Nancy Pelosi? Right. Um, I mean, the other side of that the is. Assistance and murder is what that is. That's a, well, yes. called an accomplice. Conspiracy. Yeah. But the other side of this is this woman also represents it, at least a good portion of voters who put her in office. And so unilaterally removing her removes their voice, so to speak, mm-hmm. if you will. So, uh, I mean, not not all the way. They'll put somebody else there. So I, I look at that and I think, wow, we are in unprecedented times. Because my, my gut reaction is she has to go. And my other reaction is, what do we do about the voters that put her there? You know, well, I mean... I think that she's representing a fringe element of voters, but not necessarily all the voters, because, you know, a lot of the voters that put her in office probably didn't see her aligning herself with people that ransacked the Capitol. Yeah, maybe. You know? So there's, I mean, there's a lot of reports out there. There's a lot of things that sound almost fantastical, but two weeks ago, or a, a month ago, I wouldn't have believed that the Capitol would be stormed either. So I don't know what to believe now. Which, you know, as, as we're talking about change and one of the things we talked about with a barrier was that uncertainty, you know, that it, it, it's right. scary. I don't know what to believe now. So I feel very ambivalent. I feel very anxious ridden because I'm not sure what's actually true and what's not. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people that are maybe believing in the conspiracy theories and stuff found themselves in that same place at some point. And that's why they had to grab onto something to believe. You know, even if we look at it and say, well, that's obviously erroneous to them, it makes sense somehow or they wouldn't still be holding on to it. Right. Right. Well, I mean, there there are are professionals and this is a a true story. Professionals, in my purview, (laughs) that that have licenses that were going out to purchase weapons just a few days ago. 
because they believe the country is going to disintegrate into civil war still and also thought and still think that Nancy Pelosi has been arrested along with several other high-ranking officials. And even though you're seeing these voting, uh, you know, happening today on television, they don't believe what they're seeing. They don't believe it. They they think that that's fake news. They don't believe what they're seeing. So they still are holding fast to an idea that Donald Trump is going to remain in office and that this country is going to remain under the control of Donald Trump and the Republican Party. So they uh, they can't let go of that. Well, I think I, one, I, I don't remember if it was in our last conversation where I mentioned or, or maybe it was in our conversation, PK, the week before um, when we talked about or if I mentioned it at all, but this is my thoughts on it. You are going to have, you're going to have a good number of the, of the population that has supported all of this after it's over and they realize they're wrong. They're, they're going to, they're going to feel embarrassment. They're going to withdraw a little bit. You know, they're going to try and go on with their life and put their head down. Lick their wounds. Right. But you're going to have one of two other, one of two other reactions. You're going to have somebody who continues to double down on their belief and they become a danger to other people. Yes. I'm yes. very concerned about that. And I'm also very yes. concerned about the people that are not going to be able to handle the fact that they were so, so consumed with something that they were wrong about, that they're going to hurt themselves. And that has happened already. Or others mm-hmm. one in of the, the process. Yep. Right. One of the take, people, take people that, out with them. Yep. One of the people that actually was a part, part of storming the Capitol and was subsequently arrested or charged or whatever he was. He has committed suicide. He shot himself yeah. in the chest. Now that's yeah. some commitment. But he shot himself in the chest. He was 53 years old. He was I'm 54. He was my age. This man was so overwrought either with the fact that he had done something so unthinkable or the fact that he was he was at a point where he's like we're never going to be the same. I can't live like this any longer. I don't know what his motivation was, but I he killed himself. I agree with you, but, but the thing about it is we don't know. Do we know his at-home situation? I mean, the no, reasons behind suicide not. are a, a million. So, like, we don't know the full circumstances. It does raise some questions, though, considering it happened right after the insurrection. Yeah. He, he, well, it could be really devastating because also, like I, like I was saying, there's a lot of people that think this is the end. Yes. You know, there are people that are stockpiling for the end. They think this is the end times. This is another one of those 2000 moments where, you know, we had Y2K. This is another one of those historical moments where people believe that this country is disintegrating. And until because we have been hit so much that there's no like solid ground for people to stand on. We've been hit with so much conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory. There's nothing, there's no like firm foundation under a lot of people. So on both sides, you've got these folks that are going, you know, where are we going? And they're afraid. So, uh, you know, it's it's no doubt that you've got a lot of scared people out there. And and can we just... I don't know how to word this appropriately. This is <laughs> Carefully. Tr- I know. This, this is the impact of one man. I mean, really. Well, it, yeah. well he, he's I, definitely I, furthered it. Right. Because I was told 
and I I'm, see I'm gonna gotta be very careful. But I was told, especially when he was elected, by all of my Republican friends and my family, that you know he's gonna have people around him that keep him in check. It's we are a democracy. We have d- democratic institutions and the Constitution, and it you know it keeps all of these things in line. Our institutions have been attacked by its own people. I just never thought I would see the day. And it's, again, he continues to inflame it. Yeah. Granted, he hasn't really, I mean, did he talk yesterday and told them that he loved them all and everything? That, but was, I, that was the day of, that was on the 6th. But didn't he talk, he talked yesterday, didn't he? I don't know. I know he's come out, it was either yesterday or today, and he's come out and said that there should be no violence, that he believes 100% in law and order, people should stand down. He wanted people to not do, you know, not join any kind of resistance or, you know, violent activities over the inauguration. That just came out today. He also, though, I will note during my break today, I did have CNN on and I did hear them say that Trump said that what he said was totally appropriate. Oh, yeah. That was yesterday. That came out. Yeah. 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 He believes, you know, that he had his people, all the best people look at it and they all said it was appropriate. I'm like, the best best people. people. Give me a break. (laughs) Appropriate for what? That's my question. It's completely appropriate. But for what? I mean, because that's ambivalent. If your goal is to calm the people, that's he didn't do it. No, not appropriate then. So, but again, you know, we we are in unprecedented waters here. We it it feels very unsettled, and I think it it that is going to play a very large part in how people react, how they think, how they feel, their mental state, all of it. You know, I, I don't remember if I told you guys this or not. I literally had a conversation the other night with somebody. It was an in-person conversation. There was a bunch of us talking and and this gentleman, I, I don't know this for sure, but I get the impression based on some of the stuff he was telling me was following like the Q conspiracies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a pretty level-headed guy. He's a smart guy. Uh, he's personable. He's friendly. And he turned around and said, so the president is in Texas. And I said, okay. And he goes, he's there because that's where he's going to be in command of the military. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, yes, because that's his only option now. I said, option for what? He's like, well, to overturn the election. I said, you realize that's not constitutional, right? And he looks at me and he goes, well, you got to do what you got to do. I said, no, 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 no. You do not get to preach constitution for four years or eight years or however long we've been hearing constitution. And then turn around and say, when your guy is in office, the Constitution doesn't matter anymore and he can do whatever he wants. I'm going to demand a little bit of uh, consistency in your rhetoric. And and he abruptly quit the conversation. But that's what I'm saying. People get to a place mentally where they will allow or justify any behavior or thought process as long as it aligns with their goals. Mm-hmm. But as we talked about last week, that's a form cognitive of cognitive dis- dissonance. Yes. I knew you were going there. <laughs> yep. That's a form of it. it they're, it, they're separating themselves from the truth and they're justifying it. I think we're going to need a lot of patience, you know, and a lot of calls for calm and peace because, you know, on the other side of this, people are not going to remain calm when, when you have all of this upheaval. You're going to start seeing upheaval come from the other side as well. And so, and that's the problem that there's sides. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the main problem. Right. So, and, and, the, and the thing is, it's, it's almost ironic that you hear the same conversation 
from each side. Yes. yes. In, a, in a different twist, you know? Like I hear if it had been Black Lives Matter at the Capitol, you guys would have opened fire and there would have been nobody entering the Capitol building, you know? Yeah. But, but then I hear on the other side, very similar rhetoric that comes from white folks mm-hmm. that, that right. say things like, if this had been Black Lives Matter, you know, you guys would have treated it differently. Right. Um, but it's it's in a different vein. So it's it's just it's sad the way people react to it, but they they do it from their narrative. You know right. what I mean? Right. Instead of trying to see things, I guess, from a different perspective, we just we tend to get narrowly focused, especially when we're afraid, I think, of the future. It's hard to sit down at the bargaining table and look at somebody else's yes. viewpoint. It is. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. Well, and we all, and we've talked about this before. We all want to be right. We all believe in what we believe and, and we want that to be the truth. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're willing to tell ourselves a lot of things in order to make that happen. It's, I think, again, talked about it, I think, last week. It, it's very difficult to step outside of that mechanism and to look at things objectively without your emotion or your own beliefs clouding your judgment. So it's a frustration. But People have just so easily been swayed. I think that's where I'm really struggling because anymore it doesn't feel like there is such a thing as truth or fact. Right. Like right. people are swayed so easily right now. But and you see... I have this is People to me, that, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. This fine. is the greatest example of truth is relative that I can think of sure. in history. Truth is relative to the human being right here at this right. moment in history. Because if you sit down and talk to someone that supports Donald Trump, you can see how relative truth is because they believe what they believe wholeheartedly. And you cannot convince them other otherwise because their whole being is invested in it. And well, exactly. on, the, yeah. on the other side of that, someone who doesn't support Donald Trump is the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Relative. that's what I'm saying. We're, we're very, very polarized. And that's problematic because it leads to these exact scenarios where we're, we're picking and choosing our information. We're finding our own bias. You know, we're, we're operating... In, in this place of, of our own viewpoint, instead of, like I said, trying to understand somebody's viewpoint, trying to put ourselves in the other person's shoes and understand what they're saying. And I have a nasty habit of doing that. And it almost sounds as though I'm justifying or making, you know, apologies for people. But what I'm trying to do is understand their perspective. I'm, I'm trying to understand it because I have to. Otherwise, I, I, I will demonize that person. Yes. And I will make that person even evil in my mind instead of just saying this is a person with a different ideology. And, right. and maybe I need to listen for a change instead of telling them they're wrong. Now, right. that is in no way me saying that any of this is right because I don't believe it to be right. Right, right. But Because you have your opinion and you're entitled sure. to your opinion and sure. your perception, you know. But it, I mean, especially in mental health, it's challenging because I get calls all day from both sides. Yes. But I have to play that that mediator uh, position in mental health where I balance that and learn to respect that person where they're at see i really i just i really struggle to to do that uh someone 
everybody Someone does. Someone mentioned here on the Facebook live feed that truth is relative for both sides. And I that there's some truth to that. I think that this relativity, this relativity in regards to truth has been saturated on social media in the news. You can't go anywhere without seeing it. I, I think I, right. I, it's definitely happening on both sides. And no one said that it wasn't. But I just, I struggle here because when I hear people buck on this and continue down this path of like legitimate delusional thinking, it results in tr- like serious damage. Like it does. I, You're I've right. been talking and, 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 and been against this presidency f- before he was president and talked about a fear of this happening. And I was told to shut up and I was told that you were wrong and that he's going to surround himself by other people that are going to keep him in check. And clearly that is not true. So it's, uh, I struggle well, with this. It's hard to be a prophet. Uh, it's hard to be a prophet. I know. Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let me uh, speak to Frank real quick, uh, yeah, if absolutely. you don't mind. Hi, Frankie. Frank, Frank, one of the things that is helpful when you have anxiety is grounding. Um, it is really good to remind yourself that you do have choices uh, because anxiety producing is often when we feel like mm-hmm. we are are losing our choices or losing our power or our choices are taken from us. So when we look at the events on the news and we look at all this stuff that's happening, we feel like we are losing control or we don't have control of our environment or something is going to happen that is out of our control and that's anxiety producing. So to remind yourself of the things that you do have, what is in your control, you know, even write those things down and help remind yourself, I am in control of my home. I am in control of what I do every day. I am in control of taking a moment for myself and breathing and and counting, noticing five things in my environment, the colors, the different things that are in my room. I can ground myself and help myself to relax. That'll help your anxiety to calm down. And I hope that that helps you. It's just a little nugget, okay? Yeah. Frank and I go way back. Frank and I used to go to church together. Oh, Um, wow. Frank used to drive my kids to school. Aww. So we've known each other a long time because my kids are all older now. But um, I, I'm not saying this dismissively, Frank. I'm just I'm just reminding you of something. Forget about it, Flanky. And I know that was Miss Bailey that used to say that to you. But it, it is hard to live with anxiety, and especially when your anxiety is ramped up in these kind of times like that. And I think that's a wonderful suggestion. I have to do the grounding stuff myself. As soon as I recognize that I'm having anxiety, because sometimes I don't recognize it. So, you know, I just find myself feeling angry. I don't know. Kind of like Seth was earlier. He was being all kind of pissy with me I earlier. Was so. not being that pissy with <laughs> Yes, you were. You told me to shut up three well, times. Well, it needed to be sad. And by the way, did you do your mental minute? <laughs> I live a mental minute okay. every damn just, I, day. We, we bounced off it. We bounced. Yeah, I don't we bounced. Think... We've just been enjoying ourselves I don't today. Know we, I don't know if you did your mental minute. I yeah. didn't. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. Know, just know. I did my mental minute when I first logged just on, and you I'm all listening. caught all of it so right at once. So why don't we're just we're gonna keep going, go okay. into it, uh-huh. go into it. Uh-huh. My middle yeah. minute. Mm-hmm. I already told you I was frustrated with clients today. It's that time of year. Um, people want, and now, ladies and gentlemen, if you own a business and you are trying to get a second PPP loan, do not pressure your bookkeepers or accountants to give you information that is not the actual information so that you qualify, that's called fraud. 
Don't do that. I can't believe the number of times I've had to answer these questions today and say, no, you can't do that. So stop it. So that's part of my middle minute. (laughs) My furnace is once again not working. So I'm freezing at 60 degrees in my house. I have a space heater in here with me so I can, you know, function. And I have a stalker. And it's very tiresome and anxiety producing. So it's, I'm just, I'm a little over it. stalker. Let's talk about it because yes. I would love a stalker. So let's let's talk about. No, you let's, wouldn't. Let's talk about no. the stalker you have in your life. Or is your life in danger? I don't think so. I don't think he's anywhere near me. But I mean, honestly, I mean, when it, at first it's kind of funny, and somebody you know, you know, they're following you, they're making comments on all your stuff, and then they start sending you private messages, and you know, at first they're pleasant, and then the private messages sound a little creepier. Like, suddenly they think, like, every time you post a video, you're speaking directly to them. Uh-oh. Yeah. When they're telling you, you know, oh, you look sexy. Or, you know, I mean, there's there's a line. I don't know where, how, again, this comes back to people not understanding where the lines are. <laughs> I just, Boundaries. You know. But I just, I haven't been responding at all because I, I don't want to feed into that. I could block, but... As a, a very good friend of mine has found, somebody will change their profile yeah. to continue on. Yeah. So, and then I won't know who it is, and so I'm freaked out one way or the other. So I've just kind of been ignoring it, but it's it kind of wears on me. And today, it's just enough. Today, I, it's just one of those days where it popped up again. And I'm like, all right, damn it, I've had enough. Is, but if I answer, I'm feeding into it. So that's my middle minute. I'm catching shit from all sides. <laughs> That's how I've been feeling. I just need my dog and a nap. <laughs> my dog keeps looking at me like, why is it so freaking cold in here? <laughs> he's in your lane in front of my heater, blocking all the heat. <laughs> well, as long as he's warm, that's what matters. I apparently, you know what? When we recorded the last time, I was so tired when we got done. My, I was just exhausted. I have like a big pillow. I don't know why it's in my office, but I have a big pillow in here. I literally laid down on the floor in front of the, in front of the heater with the dog and I went to sleep for like an hour <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is a good spot for a nap. Let's oh, do that. The dog likes it. So. I love that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But anyway, that's my middle minute. So I I I don't know what else to say. I because honestly I'm all over the place with my emotions on everything. So Well it's been a rough a rough week. Danielle commented and mm-hmm. I don't know who she's talking to. I'm really Oh, she's talking to me. I'm really hoping it's not me. Uh but she said you keep saying I am anxious and my anxiety. Have you considered you continue to reinforce your anxiety by owning and claiming it as yours? I am frustrated. I am pissed. All these things we say when we place ownership in front of it just makes that shit stay stuck in our program. What do you think of that? Well, I'm also of a mind that if I feel anxiety, I don't have a fucking problem saying I feel anxiety. Yeah, that's so true. I I get I get all that. I've lived that before where I thought, oh, I don't want to speak into existence my own stuff. And honestly, it never helped. It didn't change anything. I still felt anxiety. So, yeah, I mean, we can all choose to express it however we want to. I can tell you right now, I'm not in a place today to cop to that. Uh, I'm in a place to say it's my fucking anxiety and I'm owning it. So because that's what I feel. And I I think that we should be honest about what we feel. I think that's healthy to be honest about what we feel. So, well, that's just kind of just no, no disrespect, Danielle. But honestly, I'm just 
I'm not in that place today. So we'll work on some positive self affirmations tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go throw a shit ton of weight around the gym tonight and then I'll feel better. <laughs> Try not to throw weights at people. Okay. That's my one concern. Some people just deserve it, Seth. I'm sorry. Well, I know, but, but I'm teasing. I don't want you in jail because you'd win. So you would definitely they don't be want in jail. me in jail either. <laughs> They'd throw my ass out. They'd be like, all right, let her go. <laughs> I have a, a very good friend in the gym who's a police officer, and he always says things like that. And he goes, Jesus, you're a handful. I wouldn't want to arrest you. I said, you damn well why you wouldn't. <laughs> so, all right, stop reading the screen. Get back to the conversation. Sorry, we, we, have, a, we, have, an active, we have an active Facebook live I know, feed. but there's active silence, and everybody's staring at a screen. Well, so. <laughs> that's a valid point. I am I'm just I, reading. I, 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 was, I was actively muting because I had someone arrive, so I was trying to, like keep noise wow. out you know because kitties were getting treats and you know all of oh, all of that greeting you know but when we when the we cons- when we hit the thermostat in the evenings because we drop the temperature down so we can sleep because after you get a certain age you like mm-hmm. to sleep in the cooler right we have I like it cold when I sleep one of yeah. our cats Marshall he likes to cry and gripe he just gripes like as soon as you hit that temperature and it and it changes he goes around the apartment going he's just like he just gets so mad that you're changing the temperature that he yells at us and it makes me feel horribly guilty horribly guilty yeah so so now you have a kitty cat making all the same noises that cat that seth's cat was making (laughs) Definitely (laughs) not the same as Lizzie. (laughs) How is Lizzie? Is she okay? Oh, yes. I'm surprised she's not Lizzie, updates. Is she healed? Oh, relatively. (laughs) Today's day six. Uh, It takes 14 days to completely heal after a spay, that incision. Uh, I was very nervous about it up to like night three because I was a bad pet owner and I didn't make her wear the cone. Yeah, but <laughs> I know he kept sending me messages like, "Do I have to make her wear the cone? Well, is it okay if I don't?" Wear I know he I sent us pictures so that uh, my wife, who is a nurse, could look at the incision site to see <laughs> if it was okay. <laughs> I was nervous. Yes, did I share the poop story with you guys in last? Have I done that? Oh God, you've shared so many poop stories. I, I don't know which I one you're talking about episode? now. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I did. I don't remember a recent poop story <laughs> about the so. cone oh, in my face. Oh yes, you oh, did. Yes, that yes you did. No, no, you shared yes, it with me. You, did. you, you told me we about did it. Talk I know about that. it. We did talk about it. How yeah. It was it was I just didn't know <laughs> if I put it on the podcast or not. So yeah, that you know, after she put the cone in the shit and then put the shit in my face in bed to wake me up, I decided that, you know, the cone, as much as I love this cat and I do not want her to bleed out, I cannot handle waking up to cat shit in the morning no i I, like i can't i can't do it um so i felt really bad as a pet owner but she's actually doing really well good as of yesterday the incision is much better it's not i'm not concerned um and so yeah she's doing well she's being more active she's running around the house like a madman again uh so yeah she's fine oh good lizzie's fine manelli on the other hand uh who has been dethroned I think that she's been dethroned. (laughs) More than likely. And she's not handling it well. Um, She's not, she doesn't hang out with me anymore. She doesn't jump in my lap anymore. She doesn't do anything. 
other than lay under the table and sleep or lay in the chair and sleep. That's pretty oh, much all she she's does. She's not the alpha female. You should spend a special day with Manelli. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think, think you this might put aside some time just for Manelli. I have a feeling this is just old age, but um, well, some of it. But she still could. Th- either way, she could still benefit from having just some alone time with you. Yeah, I think I'll do that tonight. I'll keep them in different rooms. Show her she's special. Um, but yeah, I feel pretty bad for her. Well, they're She's they're so they're time. so dominating though, you know. I mean, Marshall and and Munchie do that, you know. They're they're dominating over territory, and so if if uh, one has taken over, the other one will be submissive and and stop doing the things that they used to do. I mean, it's normal cat behavior. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I suppose yeah. it's just one's ancient and one's a toddler. So I just you know there's we have major age differences. <laughs> and the, there's and, and the toddler has out. taken over the roost. Yeah, pretty much. They usually do. <laughs> so we actually had a whole episode planned. We were going to talk about change readiness and all of this exciting things. but And we made a change. <laughs> we made a change last minute to come in here and talk about this because this... Not the cast. The, the history. The, Trump. The, 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 the political the impeachment. stuff. <laughs> the impeachment. Uh, because of the impeachment, I decided, well, we decided that we were just going to scratch that and talk about this because this is affecting all of us. I don't care who you are. I don't care what political party you serve or you support. Um, this has an impact on everyone. And it's impacted our political environment. It's impacted family relationships. It's impacted interpersonal relationships. It's literally even made people feel unstable within themselves. And that's for those who are upset with this out. I mean, that are, you know, upset with Donald Trump and what's happened. And then you look on the other side, as we've talked about, like, I can't even change. Explain. Change is hard. Well, so, so what you're seeing is, of course, then a lot of, you know, issues with equilibrium as it, as it pertains to mental health on, for everybody, mm-hmm. just from different perspectives. Yeah. And so I think that's why we have to be kind to one another because we have to understand everybody's going through something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. With regard to this subject matter, even if we disagree vehemently with them trying to understand it from a human standpoint is still going to be beneficial. Even if it's not beneficial to them, it's beneficial to us because it, it builds in us a sense of mercy and grace and, ju- you know, justice that, that we're seeing the person. Mm-hmm. I'm, so. I'm going to tell you something. Absolutely. I, I worked in uh, child safety doing intakes and you would get the child safety story before you, before you did the intake, right? So you'd read this whole mm-hmm. traumatic story about this person and what they did to their child yeah. and the protective nature of you uh, in regard to innocence would rise up and you would say, oh my God, look what this woman did to her child. Right. She left her child in a park with a stranger to go get drugs. Oh my God. You know, and then that person would come in and sit down in my office for an assessment. And my heart would melt over the time that I was with them to see the human being and the trauma and the mess and the dysfunctionality that they had been raised with and the mental health issues that they had and all the stuff that they had been through in their life. And by the time they got done, I wasn't thinking in the judgment and the bias that I had before they walked into the office. And that's what happens, I think, when we cross lines that divide us and and we begin to see the human being and not 
the belief system that the human being has. And uh, I think that that's, right. that's important to think about and consider when it comes to all of these dynamics of change that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that in no way means that you justify the behavior of that person or even the ideology of that person. It just means that you recognize another person. And, and I think that we also have to be very honest and re- and say that it hopefully leads us to recognize that there for the grace of God, go I, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, that could be me. What, what if, what if my, you know, what if I went off on something like that? And I, I might not know it either. So I think that we have to realize that we're not on any kind of pedestal. You know, we're every bit as much human as that person. So, and that again, allows for us to see them then. And, and find some measure of mercy, even in our disagreement. Absolutely. Even if the disagreement is vehement, mm-hmm. as much of this is. So. Absolutely. It's a rough week so far. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's going to get better. Well, hopefully, I, I'm hoping that once we get out of January, <laughs> we can just get Jan- out of January. Out of January. I thought so January too, just but... needs to shake off 2020. January just needs to shake yeah, off the dirt happened. and the muck of 2020. And then we can get into February yeah. and we'll actually begin to gain some legs with, with yes. 2021. I think I, so. I think we're just shaking off the mud of the last year, you know, yeah. getting out of that muck. It's a lot of mud. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Well, we tracked a lot. We Ooh, tracked a lot we in We sure did. So. We, we came in with a full <laughs> pile of you know, crap, we, you know, we so we've, we've got some shaking to do. And I think it's going to take us a, a couple of months to get past all this. You know, we've got, a, we've got a lot of lingering crud from last year that we're still dealing with, you know, so hopefully we, right. we will, right. we will traverse that uh, with the character and nature of human beings as it is. And, you know, we'll get there. I have hope in humanity. Hope. I still hope. Well, so at the risk of irritating a lot of people, we come back to Barack Obama's presidency. We come back hope and change. <laughs> Wasn't that his big his big thing, hope and change? Yeah. And that's kind of where we are. We're in the midst of a lot of change and we gotta just find some hope there. So I don't know, that was a bad segue, but whatever. It's, it's been a bad week. Yeah. It's been a bad week all around. And I think that's a fair analogy though. I mean it is that was <laughs> I was trying to be punny. You were but... and <laughs> It just didn't land. He it didn't he, land. Uh, that was his message, and and the country absolutely united behind that. I mean, it. Mm, mm. I don't know about united. I think again, you're seeing it from your I perspective. Am. <laughs> there were a lot of people that were not happy during that presidency. So I still think it was just that you were happier in yes, that I presidency. Was. So I was, I was very happy during that presidency. <laughs> so again, perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. Some major takeaways um, as we as we near the end of this episode. I want to just really quick come back to something PK mentioned. And literally, PK, you stole it out of my mouth, but I can't take credit for it because you said it first. But literally, it's the analogy that I used to Notice use. Notice he's still taking credit well, for it. It's the analogy I used to use all the time when I was working on the crisis line. Um, and it's about focusing on the things you can control rather than the things you can't. And I'm going to add another analogy onto this. So I want to piggyback off of PK and say that we need to focus on the things that are in our control and the things that are not con- uh, that are not in our control, let it go. 
Don't focus on it. Focus on the things that are within your control and your power. The next thing, have either PK or Michelle ever ridden on an airplane? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember when the lady, do you remember when the lady comes out or man comes out? I'm not trying to gender that. Uh, when the steward or stewardess or steward or whatever they're called comes out and they do the thing with the instructions, with the mask. Mm-hmm. And what, um, have, have you ever been on a plane with a child before? Yes. What do they tell you about the mask when you have a child? You have to take care of yourself before you take care of the child. Why? Because you're no good to anybody else if you pass out because you're, if you have no oxygen and you're giving oxygen to the kid, then who's going to take care of the Correct. kid? So. And so that's really what I want to encourage in with everything that's happening right now in our country and the political environment and the, you know, just feeling uneasy and anxious. Take care of yourself. Focus on some coping strategies, some things that are a good distraction to get your mind off of this. Do not be like me and decide to watch CNN all day, every day for multiple days in a row. Not good that for is you. not helpful. Not a good no. idea. Pick up a book, watch a TV show. Self-care. Do something that changes the scenery so that you can maintain your own equilibrium. Otherwise, you're going to feel like me and you're going to feel spread too thin and you're going to be like that butter spread over too much bread. <laughs> And that we end with the Hobbit. We end with the Hobbit. We began with the Hobbit. <laughs> we end with the Hobbit. That's how the whole scenario went. So. Bye, all. <laughs> and if you are interested everybody. in our show, please feel to check out our Facebook group, our Facebook page. We have a Patreon with a special Marco Polo group that you can have and be directly in access with us. And we have a hotline. Anyone remember that number? I know it if you don't. But anyone remember the hotline? Yes, I do. It is 314-690-5005. Uh-huh. Text us, call us, let us know what you think. We want to be here not only to provide you with content, but also to provide you with support. So reach out yes. if you need. And with that, we'll see you next adieu, week. Adieu, adieu. Bye, everybody.